Alright, I want to welcome everyone to this week's edition of the Northern Nerdcast, where we showcase the geeky, nerdy people, groups, and events that happen in and around the Edmonton area. The Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. Please feel free to head on over to albertapodcastnetwork.com for a list of amazing Alberta-made podcasts. We would also like to encourage everyone out there that if you enjoy this episode, to share it with all your friends on social media. This way we are able to help grow the community here in Edmonton and keep everyone up to date on the latest news and information regarding the geeky, nerdy people groups and events that happen in and around the city of Edmonton. Also, if you or someone you know would like to be featured on our show, please feel free to head on over to Albert, uh, <laughs> northernnerdnetwork.com. Now, let's get on the show. So, oh, you see, this might work. See, the only one with technical difficulties. Uh, wow, I I can't believe that actually happened. My <laughs> died. I don't know what is going on. My board is uh. Oh. Maybe it's time for a new board. Uh, welcome back to another edition of the Nerdcast. My name is Dan Chesel, and uh, today we are are joined by. None other than our greatest co-hostess to ever be born on the face of this planet. That's right. Chelsea Thompson. <laughs> Say hello. Man, the oversells are just getting... I don't know how I'm going to live not, up not, to that. It's part. not Oh, it totally is. Oh. Like, for those who don't watch live, for those who are listening later, just to confirm how much of an oversell this is right now, I'm currently sitting on my couch in my sweatpants eating Indian food while we do the podcast. Well, well this just goes to show you how good she is. <laughs> she can pull off a podcast while in her sweatpants, while <laughs> with a, like, what is that? A, just a, a scarf or like? Uh, it is, it is a blanket because uh, it was pouring cats and dogs all day here. Uh, so I decided I need some curry for dinner to warm up. And I'm currently huddled under a blanket on my couch. See, I think if, if you can pull all that stuff off <laughs> and still be the greatest co-hostess ever to be born, I think that's just a it's that's a sell right there. I think <laughs> all right, so there you go. Uh welcome back uh to Chelsea. Uh we also have uh joining us today, we have uh Ray Gun Wizard. Um so I'm gonna get you guys to all introduce yourselves right now. So we'll start with uh, Macintosh there. Hey, so I'm Eddie Macintosh, and I do most of the behind-the-scenes stuff for Raygun Wizards. And I'm GM Weatherby, and I'm the dungeon master, and kind of the owner of the set and everything like that. I'm Aaron Peterson. I'm uh, one of the players and uh, try to help out whenever I can. Awesome. So we are going to talk uh, quite a bit about uh, Raygun Wizard and sort of the RPG live stream thing that you guys got going on, all that kind of fun stuff a little bit later. But first off, we'd like to, you know, sort of get to know each other a little bit uh, more. Uh, so how is your week uh, so far? Uh, I'm going to start with Eddie there. Oh, well, uh... None of my audio gear works anymore. So. <laughs> Apparently mine doesn't either. So, I mean, there. Uh, 
And yeah, that's how it is. So many technical difficulties. That's the, yeah, that's the typical uh, how things go. And then how about yourself? Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to do six things at one time here. No worries. So my week's going okay. Just work the day job and make Dungeons and Dragons monsters on the side. Yeah, that kind of thing. Not nice. much more time than that. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's Wednesday, so it's uh, midweek. No, Sunday was good. Dungeons and Dragons. Monday work. Tuesday work. Kids. I got two. Wife. And I do some design work on the side. Other than that, uh, here I am now. <laughs> awesome. And I have no idea what's happening on my my end here. I got a blank screen. Things are just <laughs> not going well here. Uh, how about you, Chelsea? How's your week so far? Um, my week's been pretty good. Yeah, I just I got back from a visit to Edmonton uh, last week, midweek. I was home for a bit, looking after my nephew. Got to take him out trick or treating, and stopped by your house and saw you and your lovely family. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I've been back back at the day job. Picking up a couple background days on sets, and I've got an audition tomorrow. And went up to Peachland over the weekend to help build a barn roof, which was fun. And uh, yeah, not looking forward to the rain setting in, but that's what <laughs> butter chicken and non are for. <laughs> that's that's what it's that's what it is right now for you. Yeah, just rain for the next year mm -hmm. <laughs> uh for myself anyways i i just finished up with uh extra life uh, mm -hmm. on the weekend um of course i i absolutely love uh extra life i love doing we did the we went down to westminster mall and we did the the big extra life edmonton extra life uh event we did a lot of live streaming <laughs> uh it, it was a lot of fun i had a lot of great you know time chatting with a lot of people i was kind of of the they, they they put me in there right on the edge so people can be like they're milling about and behind me all the time and i got to chat with you know just random people like walking by and it was a lot of fun i i had a a really uh great uh time with that um yeah. Oh, one thing I, I do want to mention before we kind of uh, get going, and I, and I know uh, probably everybody's been talking about this, but sadly, I, I we're just going to switch topics because we usually don't do this kind of stuff uh, during our shows. We don't usually talk about news and stuff like that. Um, but I think that it was fairly important to, to mention that Stan Lee had, had passed away this week. And mm -hmm. I I know I was incredibly you know sad by the, the the sounds of that but i want to hear your guys' uh uh thoughts on on stan lee in his life uh and sort of you know just sort of what he kind of meant to either you guys or or to uh i know from myself anyways he was such a huge influence on me uh growing up i i was reading his comic books and uh his characters like spider-man is 
always been my ultimate favorite character ever. Um, so I, I'm just kind of curious on what your guys' thoughts on on kind of his legacy. Oh man, 95 years old, created cultural icons. Now that is a hell of a run. Mm -hmm. Hell of a run. I don't think you can complain. I think you can play one bit, man. You know, it's sad that he's gone, but it's 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 amazing that we still like you know that we are just going to continue on and we're just going to uh we we have all that awesome stuff uh from him and that and that's just going to live on which is incredible oh for sure i mean i gotta say for one i got to see him at a couple of the expos speak and he's you know for being in his 90s He's got such energy, like it, the character you see him in the movies when he's doing his cameos is basically who he is, it seems, you know, and it's, it's nice to have been able to go see that, especially growing up on like Marvel comics, very specifically, like, like I said, like you said, like grew up on that stuff. Yeah. How about yourself there, Eddie? Yeah, I I think he did something amazing. He he helped create something that changed basically global society. It's a huge thing. It's not just comics anymore. Oh yeah. yeah. That was the thing. Like he, he branched out so much from just even doing comics. Like it's movies, it's like it it seeped into every part of our culture, right? Oh yeah, I mean, you you look at when he's when Marvel became a thing, it was still something just for the kids, and now, what would be considered pop culture even just ten years ago is mainstream culture. I mean, look at the movies. I mean, each of those movies makes about a billion dollars. You know, <laughs> huge, huge money. I mean, who doesn't go and see them? Pretty much everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. How about you, Chelsea? I think for me, the biggest thing that I love about him is how his imagination inspired so much imagination in everybody else. I mean, the future generations of people who are writing and drawing comics now who were inspired by his imagination. And, you know, like you said, the expansion into cartoons and movies and what, what that means for the imaginations of people now who go to sit in a theater and leave and you know where that takes them and transports them to well said mm -hmm. yeah uh we do have a, a comment here uh and it is from dog daytona and he said is a sad moment for all people who had an impact uh by this amazing person uh with with both sides of the story about him he was still an icon hero in everyone's eyes he yeah he was truly i iconic i i absolutely love him um and i can't say enough about the impact that he's had on my on my life and i'm sure with so many but i i also just wanted to make sure that we we just took a little bit of a, a moment here uh on the show because i mean he for myself personally he was such a just a huge impact so i i kind of wanted to make a little bit of a gesture to that well, and so much of what we do is talk about things that he created yes, exactly. on, on our show. Our show wouldn't exist 
without um, the amazing geeky nerdy universe that he you know helped bring to life so. yeah i mean yeah and like i and and like you said earlier um i we we've also had the pleasure of uh seeing him at the at the calgary and edmonton expos and all those fun times that we you know you get to see him on stage and he's just absolutely fantastic to listen to uh and talk with and yeah it's it's awesome so uh you will be missed stan lee uh all right so moving on i i think that's pretty much it eh? uh for the intro portion of the show for the intro portion of the show i'm gonna probably skip out on the music uh because <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust my uh, my my soundboard right now <laughs> I'm kinda... that's all right we'll just have to make do with just visualize it in your mind your melodious voice a cappella. <laughs> yeah, yeah we can um, make our own music yeah. sounds yeah. <laughs> It's good music in It's a talent. It really is. All right. So uh this week's episode of the Nerdcast is brought to you uh by Let's Do Coffee, uh, which is an affiliate podcast on our uh you know Alberta podcast network. Uh and it, that's powered by TV. And if you guys go over to uh you know uh nate.ca slash maji center uh you guys will find uh this awesome podcast and this is hosted by dan van villen villen and produced by the maji uh center for new venture and student entrepreneurship at nate each episode features an interview with students and entrepreneurs or nate alumni uh, and they dive into deep into topics, deep into topics that explore their challenges, questions, and fears involved in operating their companies. And it comes out every two weeks, so you guys can look forward to that. Uh, right now, uh, they have just got their, their third episode up, uh, and they sit down with interior designer Candice Wolf, and they talk about what it's like to be an interior designer and how that plays into her business. Uh, and what the challenges that she has faced along the way and where the company is going. So if you want to check out that episode, uh, go to uh, letsdocoffee.libsyn.com and you will find that episode there. And, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure if you go, like I, I, I went to my just a podcast player of choice and was able to download it from there. So go check that out on your, your podcast player of choice all right mm -hmm. that is it uh moving along we have today we have uh the fine folks from uh oh my goodness what am i doing here Ray <laughs> uh joining us tonight uh and we're and we're going to talk a, a little bit about uh what you guys do um and you know start off because i know chelsea really just I'm gonna let Chelsea do this. Chelsea, you go for it. We'll, <laughs> we'll just do. We'll, do, uh, we'll just get it out of the way now. <laughs> um, what are we getting out of the way? What am I starting with? My oh, favorite, your, my your favorite origin, question. Your, your favorite, your favorite question. My favorite question. question. All right. So, in in we'll do it in honor of Stan Lee this evening. Yes. Um, because that man could tell one heck of an origin story. Um, I always like to ask our guests. Um 
what got them started, where they came from, what was the genesis of their project. So how did you find gentlemen manage to start an RPG podcast? How did that happen? Inquiring minds will want to know. Or is it a live stream? How do you guys uh, <laughs> define your, your, your show? Uh, well, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons for over, probably over 20 years now. And Aaron actually played with me for quite a bit of that, uh, starting in high school. And then kind of comes and goes once you're, you know, people have lives and things like that. And now once you get to your 30s, people's lives seem to kind of <laughs> almost have more time but less time in some ways <laughs> it's a weird thing isn't it mm -hmm. i've got so much more time to be home now but yeah. no time to do anything mm -hmm. <laughs> so basically said okay how how we're we gonna play dungeons and dragons right and just getting together to play was kind of difficult and i had some equipment uh that kind of stuff i mean i did purchase quite a bit of equipment for the stream itself but i had a couple cameras and said, well, why don't, you know, I've got some woodworking skills, so why don't we make a, a custom table and we can take our game and we can set it up for once a week to stream. And that kind of means everybody has to be there to play. You know, if you're, if you're not going to be there to stream regularly, then I guess we'll find somebody else who can. And we actually had, we had a group of about four of us and five, including me as a dungeon master. And we said, okay, we need a couple more people to do kind of this this stream with. So we did a kind of an open audition. We thought we'd get, you know, uh, maybe 20 people or so will show up for this thing. <laughs> How many did we get, Eddie? We got about 80 something. It was people. it was a little over 100, but yeah. only about 80 stayed. Yeah, so people were coming, saw the lineup, some of them were leaving. So looking for a couple people to, to put into this podcast, ended up spending the whole day just interviewing people and the ones that we liked, we kept on kind of a, a short list in case, because people come and go. I mean, this is something for fun. Nobody's really making money off this, right? So people will come and go, and we'll, we have a huge list of people we can call up and say, hey, you want to be part of this? And that kind of thing. So it pretty much started off as how can we play Dungeons & Dragons regularly? <laughs> and said, why don't we put some of this equipment to work? You know, built that custom table and had a custom built world that I've been playing in for many years. And I did a little bit more work to flesh that out a, a little bit better. Um, but yeah, it was custom world and decided let's do it. And, you know, it was a little bit of a headache trying to get all the audio and all of the <laughs> programs to work with it. But we finally figured that all out and it's relatively smooth now. I think we're only occasionally running into some technical difficulties, but yeah, there's there's a couple go goblins we get chased yeah. down. There's a few <laughs> few gremlins in the system now and again, but I think I think one thing I'm I'm going to note that Kyle hasn't noted is being that he's got the equipment. It's it's really just an amalgamation of two of Kyle's biggest passions right now, and that is stories, film and tabletop rpgs yeah. yeah you know and to be able to combine that together so that we can enjoy playing rpgs and still pursue some aspects of film 
mm -hmm. is pretty fantastic because yeah, you're you're creating you know we play for about two and a half hours each session so i mean every week we have two and a half hours of content that we create and we put it on youtube which if you just type in the youtube machine ray gun wizard it'll come up with all of our archive stuff that's awesome yeah. Can you can you give our our listeners and viewers a little like recap of your shenanigans and adventurings thus far? The the highlights and the lowlights of of some of your games. Well, one one of, I don't know if it's a highlight or a lowlight, but one of the characters was killed. And I think it was the second session. Oh, oh. yeah, I think it was the second session, and it was a difficult encounter. But unfortunately, the party made several tactical mistakes. <laughs> And a hard encounter, and one of them got dissolved with acid. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So yeah. that was unfortunate, but that's the way it goes sometimes. I, I think, though, one of the greatest things <laughs> is I do NPCs a little bit differently in my campaign. So instead of making an end, because I want things to be about the player characters, not about the NPCs. So when I introduce an NPC that comes along with a party, I don't control them like I would, say, just a faceless character that's playing they have all the same abilities and everything what i do is i give the party okay you guys have this npc these are the abilities that they have they can do this once per combat you can put this many hit points when you guys take damage you can distribute on them and then i give the party also faceless npcs which would be like the equivalent of your faceless goons if you will yeah so then, and then you get dug out that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> so I gave them these faceless mercenaries that you have a choice. You can sacrifice a mercenary to make a couple extra attacks on, on a round with them, or you can sacrifice a mercenary to take damage for the party. And they've had this one mercenary since the very beginning that we've dubbed Doug. <laughs> and good old Doug <laughs> just can't kill Doug. <laughs> no, and I think he's just going to, I don't think we'll ever sacrifice him now. Yeah, and that, that was one of the tactical mistakes. The <laughs> character died, and then afterwards it was like, oh yeah, wait a minute, we had that mercenary that we could have sacrificed to save him. <laughs> but uh, no, Doug survived that fight. <laughs> you can't name him. That's the problem. Well, now that we named them, we just can't die. Yeah, you know, don't name the cow if you're going to eat it, right? That's right. Guess I better not eat Doug. Yeah, don't eat Doug unless you're really hungry. I heard so, he was pretty tasty, though. Well, Heldrog doesn't eat, so. That's right. He doesn't. <laughs> so as a DM, like, yeah. you want to, you know, you're there to forward the game for the players and the characters, but, like, do you secretly, like, feel a little sense of like pride or victory when you manage to like kill off a character? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Um, honestly, because we worked on, and this is why I, I run an authentic game, because the character that, that uh, my friend Tim was playing was actually a custom um, uh, class. So it was a custom class that I designed. And we had a big backstory for him and all this kind of stuff that oh. now we don't get to try out this class anymore. He played oh. for two seconds and this whole big backstory just will never get to be. So I would have preferred if he would have, would have lived, <laughs> but I mean, unfortunately that's what the dice came up and, you know, I did give them the resources. I gave them faceless mercenaries and all this kind of stuff to, to use for the tactics, but unfortunately, Things were, were neglected and forgotten, and it really came down to some tactical errors in the fight. So it wasn't quite just the dice's fault. I did actually roll pretty darn good against them. I will admit that, that my rolls were coming up pretty strong against the party. 
but uh, this the fight was survivable. There were a couple of stakes, though. But I mean, you can it, lead it happens, your party right? to water, but you can't make them drink. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it. I mean, that sounds like a great origin story to me, and it sounds like you guys have had a pretty good run of things thus far. Um, so far, it's going really well. Yeah. Without spoiling it for your players present for this interview, can you tease it like anything listeners might be getting to see from the play coming up if they tune into oh, future man. episodes? Well, well, we ended off the session last week where they were traveling and there was a strange shadow above them. Ooh. So we're going to see what happens with a strange shadow that just appeared above them. And what ended up happening is there was basically this evil, vile, cursed library that they had entered in. That was probably, what, the third or fourth session? Yeah. Something like that? We were so proud of that. They're so proud of that. But what ended up <laughs> happening was this library can manifest creatures and things like that, right? Manifest these evil entities and so forth. And when you have your starting character gets like a starting list of equipment and one of the girls in her starting list of equipment with a bag of flour so things came to it where they needed to make a big fire and you know if you have flour some kind of dust it can light on fire right so that's what they did in this library and ended up lighting the whole thing on fire <laughs> so they're in the same area of this library for some time underneath there are these catacombs underneath of it that they were stalking but this whole library was smoldering for days and days and last session it ended up manifesting some horrible inferno manifestation that now is running amok on the countryside and <laughs> lighting the whole forest on fire so goddamn 30 foot tall <laughs> flaming monster with a skull head yeah so <laughs> I'm curious to see what ends up happening with that because that was one thing I never intended to do. But once the library lit on fire, I said, well, this library manifests horrible things. And this huge fire consumed all of these vile books that were in there. So I, I got I to yeah. gotta say that this is a prime example of how Kyle's games aren't super static. They're fluid. So he didn't know we were going to burn down the library. And now there's a 30 foot tall manifestation magical monster. You know, I'm not happy about it. Nope. But it's good. <laughs> and then I don't know what I don't know the aims of this creature, which is basically destruction. It's pretty much come down to that it wants to destroy things. And that's about it. Lit the forest on fire. Now it's coming for this border town. And the party's right now trying to move as fast as they can, which luckily the creature is relatively slow. They're trying to get to this border town to uh, to warn everybody, and of course the part of the world that they're they're in is called Limhoth, which is basically one of the most kind of evil parts of the world where, like I said, these things can manifest and everything like that. And they've been being attacked by creatures of the land, and now they don't know what this. The end of the the session where this strange shadow that just went over them would be. And Aaron's character was uh, alone. And he's actually head of the party, so it looks like he's going to get way ahead and have try to warn this town about this thing coming pretty quick here. So, yeah. so at least Aaron has the the town's back. <laughs> uh, so I got a question here, uh, uh, sort of, sort of, uh, because I mean, I've watched your guys' stream. I I kind mm -hmm. of know what it looks like. It is 
by far one of the nicest ones, like setups that I've seen in a, in a, a quite a while. What what possessed you guys to go that like to me? It, it seems like you guys went that above and beyond, just a normal. Yeah, um, I had two for doing filmmaking and stuff. I actually owned two. Well, that is three cameras, uh, two identical ones, and they're the Black Magic Cinema cameras. Okay, yeah. So they're actually a higher end camera, and you can use them to stream with. And they have a, a setting on there um, where it's a video setting, so it's kind of made for that streaming. So I had, and I had one of the pocket cameras, which is a really small one. And that's if anyone's seen the stream, the camera looks right down on the game board. Mm-hmm. That's a Black Magic pocket camera. And I actually was able to, a friend who I, I helped him shoot a movie uh, not too long ago, and he was looking at selling his Blackmagic Cinema camera. And so I got it for a really good deal. So I actually have a three setup cameras that everything that looks at the players is the same Blackmagic Cinema camera. So it's a pretty high-end camera. And then we have the pocket camera that looks down. And then I invested some money into, if you look, we have the little microphones that sit on our ears. Yep. And I invested some money into that. And our lighting is pretty much done with uh, probably, I think they're about two foot by three foot soft boxes that sit at the flanks of the table. Because if you're actually to see our table, um, it's basically a triangular shape with the ends cut off, right? So that's the one big thing where we actually have a really good setup. So you can see everything. We have a lot of room around it. So we're not all kind of bunched up together. We have a lot of room. And I pretty much converted my garage into a set. So we have a 24 by 24 garage with the cameras placed and, and this big table. And we're always sitting at the same table with one another, which is really nice. So. Yeah. And the, the way you guys have the, the cameras angled and all the, the, the like the, the shot, it kind of looks like you guys are all laid out in, in a line there. Um, yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. But we're actually... Um, you're on two, both sides of the table, right? Is that yeah. how it works? In- the three sides, yeah. So there's me on the one end, and then the players flank, and how the cameras are set up. Basically, whenever they're looking, they're looking at me. So a lot of times you'll see streams where the players kind of look off in random directions because of their camera placements. Um, that's the big thing. Because I do have a cinematography background as well, so yep. figuring out how to place lights and cameras and everything effectively to make the lighting look nice, like. Lighting can look really, really flat on these kind of setups because a lot of times lights are pointed directly at people, where ours are big soft boxes where the light kind of wraps around people mm-hmm. and onto their sides instead. Mm-hmm. Just to give you guys some perspective, if you're if you guys are ever watching the stream and we've got uh, three people on each side and then you got Kyle, so by chance it ended up that you've got. If you're looking at the stream, it looks like the girls are sitting right next to each other, but in fact, they're actually opposite sides of the table. It's complete opposite with Kyle basically in between them mm-hmm. is the way it works out. Nice. So, like, what what was the, I mean, you, you kind of went through it, but like the, 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 the whole thing about doing it that way. Was it mm-hmm. when you when you decided to do the the live stream? You just I could not do it. You can't. I just you can't just can't do it any other way. Is that what it was like? Um, have, it was honestly. For, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for the investment, um, really, basically the most expensive thing that cost me additionally, what I didn't have, 
is that other Blackmagic Cinema camera, which I got for a really good price. And then I think I spent about $1,200 on getting the audio gear. And to be honest, the soft boxes, you can get them off of eBay for pretty darn cheap. Like all of our lighting was only a couple hundred dollars to get our lighting set up. So, I mean, and I work a good day job. So, and I don't have a, like, I don't live an extravagant lifestyle by any stretch. So, suddenly you say, I don't have a life. Right, Dan, you know, D&D, that's technically life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, for that kind of investment, it wasn't all that that terrible to spend, you know, probably $2,000 of my money to get everything kind of set up, you know. So, I mean, some people might be a bit, but to me, it was kind of like, well, this is kind of my big hobby, what I do for fun. So, it's not, not that terrible of a price, in my opinion, anyway. So, now I've got a question for Eddie. Now that... So you got this amazing setup with all this great equipment. What is running the behind the scenes like? What is the typical um, like running of a running of a game mean for you with all of this equipment? Because you're well, not actually on the on the live stream itself. He showed up um, once. He no. did. He showed up <laughs> once to fix a microphone. <laughs> yeah, normally I'm hiding behind one of these curtains we have because we have two curtains and I'm usually hiding behind the other one at the computer but unfortunately the software we use is very temperamental so <laughs> it was like 95% setup and then you just need to keep rebooting the computer over and over until everything works at the same time yeah but uh yeah un unfortunately that kind of limits how much actual like switching and like audio effects and graphics and everything just because whenever i try it dies and then we have to stop the stream and restart <laughs> so it's mostly just set up and then monitoring the chat right now so i'm curious what kind of sorry uh what kind of uh software you guys use for, for the setup then? we are running all of the audio into reaper it's a it's a digital audio workstation program which is excellent because it only costs 60 dollars for the license yeah and then we are using that to feed the audio into obs studio which is a free streaming program so yep. excellent value because it's free but unfortunately it just is kind of twitchy but it's just yeah. temperamental that's all <laughs> yeah like when it works it works great yeah exactly eh? all right so as the proverbial fly on the wall even though you're you're juggling the software trying to get everything to work all together at the same time you probably have a really interesting perspective on the games as being an outside observer have you noticed any of your compatriots do they have particular habits or particular weaknesses as they've been playing as the game has been going along that have popped up that like you see them do it and you're like they do that all the time and it's just one of those weird like quirks that you've noticed come out of of your friends playing the game oh oh yeah uh tim and riley giggle the entire time <laughs> like, you can just quietly hear them like he, 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 giggling the entire time. It's, it's, it's the wheels. They're spinning constantly, right? <laughs> yeah, but it is also fun interacting with the chat because we do have a, 
two tablets set up on the table, like one for each side of the table. So occasionally I will pass on messages to the players that way. So it's been some fun interaction there. That's awesome. I'm going to get a little bit more curious about some of the interactions you guys have had uh, for your show. Uh, how has the response been? I mean, you guys said earlier that, you know, when you had uh, the kind of the call out for, for the game, uh, you guys, you had more, way more than you guys expected there. How yeah. has there been the response for the, for the show that uh, as, as the live stream has been going on? Uh, to be honest, I mean, it's, Running a live D and D stream, I mean, it's a pretty niche audience. Um, it, it picks up slowly. Like we get a couple new people every week, but uh, it's, it's it's pretty slow. I mean, like I said, it's a pretty niche kind of thing, and we're slowly building that up. But uh, I think how many people do we usually get? Like this week, we had quite a few. I think. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we, we topped out. Of what 15 or uh, 17. 17 we had about 15 viewers for most of uh last sunday because yeah. it, it is kind of slow and unfortunately we are streaming at the exact same time as the official dungeons and dragons live stream like it's kind <laughs> of hard to compete with celebrities yeah but, but here's here's the thing like so people who are out there listening to this show right now and are, i know because we we tap into a, a lot of nerdy people. <laughs> where can people find this? Like, where are they going to go to 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 find this? Find out more information about you guys. Uh, see the live stream, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So we stream every Sunday at seven p.m. Mountain Time on Twitch, and just type in Raygun Wizard, and it'll come right up. One word. Just one word, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, if you put if you do put two words in, it'll still come up. I've tried it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, Raygun Wizard. Uh, same thing on YouTube. We have everything archived, and we also have uh, not only our D and D archive there. Uh, the first game that we we ran called Animal Earth is also up there as well. And just type in uh, Raygun Wizard into YouTube, and it'll come up with all of our archive stuff. Nice. Yeah. We're, we're also on Facebook and yeah. Twitter and Instagram. So occasionally I'll be posting behind the scenes stuff on the in Instagram while we're streaming. That'd we're, be uh, you know, we're, it, it's kind of one of those things where being that we all have uh, full-time jobs and doing this on Sundays, we're kind of trying to do it a little bit every week to try to get more and more content and more and more, you know, Ideally, I think we'd like to have a website, you know, be affiliated with Twitch would be nice, apparently. Yeah, that's what we're know, kind of working like on that, now. So. Uh, the biggest problem right now is to get an affiliation with Twitch. We basically need one more to get our hours. We basically need one more stream going. And that's what we're looking at is in the future doing another stream. But unfortunately, the hardest part is, you know, everybody works and, and all that kind of fun stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So hopefully in the near future, we'll be able to get another stream with a different game going. Um, hoping to run the D&D &D thing, kind of, you know, progress the D&D &D thing every week and then have different games on another day that we play where a certain amount of weeks we'll play, I don't know, some other game and then switch it up to different RPGs. Because D&D, I mean, it is the most popular. Um, but there are a lot of other really good RPGs out there. It's fun stuff to play as well. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm also kind of uh, curious on where you like where Raygun Wizard came from. I mean, awesome name, by the way. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I came up with that name because I said, well, what's something that would incorporate, because we're not only, like we said, we don't want to just play Dungeons and Dragons. We want to do other kind of games. And science fiction is is one of my, well, fantasy is obviously it's my favorite genre, but science fiction is right up there. So I said, how can I combine a word and one word that would kind of mean that science fiction and fantasy. So I came up with the Ray Gun Wizard and I kind of created a Ray Gun Wizard character who's their stereotypical wizard with like the felt hat and everything, but instead of a magic wand, he uses a ray gun. <laughs> so. Man, that's an, actually an awesome character. I would love to see that character played. And uh, actually, if you ever watch our stream, you'll see our intro video at the very end. The mm -hmm. ray gun wizard pops up with his cape and his hat and his ray gun. So, <laughs> I have a I have a question here from uh, Dog uh, Daytona. He's saying, uh, "Do you guys?" Uh, uh, Timestamp any of the audio? I'm Ed. You you take care of that. Oh, uh, time stamping. So, like any kind of events that happen in the game, do you guys you know keep a, a track of that kind of stuff? Uh I I probably should, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, we're we're trying to get. Um, Eventually, we want to get all of our audio onto a podcast. Right now, we just have the videos on YouTube and then Twitch. I think the video stays for like a week or something like that, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but it, again, it comes down to, to the time and, and everybody's still working and stuff. So right now, I'm happy that we at least consistently every week we're putting the video up for our YouTube channel. Our next step is to get another stream going so we can get affiliated and then i'm hoping to be able to get all the audio clips onto a podcast you know sooner than later but we'll see when life life permits that so um I'm sort of kind of uh also curious on uh what do you guys think about sort of the resurgence of dnd in the last few years um you know it, it was kind of those things where it kind of faded off there for uh, mm -hmm. a while um but it seems like the last few years, it's really made a big comeback in a, in a major way. Oh um, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Like how, like, is it, is it good for you guys? Are you excited? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic for us. I mean, you, you've got the big, big stream out there, which is the critical role, you know, which I mean, that is one of the reasons through critical role that, I mean, you have the resurgence of D and I mean, board games in general have been coming back huge in the last, you know, few years. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, any anything, the more popular D&D is, the more popular streams and all that kind of fun stuff are. I mean, that's better for us, you know? Um, I mean, it is a little unfortunate that D&D is the one that gets everything, you know? Because there are a lot of really fun RPGs out there, but it seems like D&D is, is just kind of the one. I mean, you look at how many streams. I mean, even our stream, the D&D one, has gotten way more attention than our Animal Earth one did. And Animal Earth, we had a blast with. I mean, that was it's a really fun game that we were playing and lots of interaction. Um, that one was a really free flow game. So lots of weird stuff would happen and have to roll with it and everything like that. But um, that's the only one complaint I think I have is, is just as far as RPGs go, that D&D is just such a juggernaut that it's kind of dwarfed every other game out there, right? I think uh, kind of, to go back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of like Stan Lee, I was saying like, we've gone from pop culture to mainstream. Mm -hmm. And it, it over the last 10, so say since even fourth, fourth edition was released, it was still kind of 
taboo to be playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. And from that point, you know, nerdy stuff, nerdy, has been getting more and more and more popular and more and more like, it's okay to, you know, yeah, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I read comic books. Yeah, you know, it's a lots of people are getting more and more willing to admit that they do that. And so you're seeing more and more people reaching out for more of these influences from either the past and that, you know, fifth edition coming out, that's, you know, that it's, it's a bridge to like the past Dungeons and Dragons because it's a little more similar. Yeah. And, I, yeah. um, and I think with fifth edition, they really hit the nail on the head with this edition where it's not overly complicated, um, but it's not undercomplicated. Like I and Aaron have been playing since the days of advanced Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> if you get an even cooler word that you play advanced Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> you know, and, and all that kind of but yeah, they really came out with a, a solid edition that that's really, really good for new players. And I, I know there's quite a few veterans out there who, don't like it, but I'm a veteran player and I think it's a great addition because A, making monsters, which I make a lot of my own monsters and it's a lot easier to do nowadays with the, the new rules. Same yep. thing with the players. Um, I mean, just having people come in and out playing D&D, &D, noticing what people struggle with and, and what they find easier. This edition has really opened up the gates for, for newer players, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna, I was going to ask, I mean, you guys play uh on fifth edition correct yes we do yeah um so I, i'm sort of curious like uh, like with fifth edition it really did seem like they really hit the nail on the head with this one right like they mm -hmm. it really did like it, it took a lot of the stuff that was kind of like sort of the bloat out of the game yeah that's right and, yeah. and they really compressed it into a i i think it's it's a you can still get what you need to get done exactly game, right? just it's easier there's there's a couple of complaints that i have that are, that are minor with it um one of them is pretty much your only bonuses and penalties are advantage and disadvantage which you know getting to roll an extra dice and take the best or getting to roll an extra dice and take the lowest is a pretty big bonus or a pretty big penalty there's yeah. not a lot i think the only real like modifiers are for like half cover which is like a plus 40 armor class or something like that that's the only real complaint that I have. But to be honest, when you're playing, especially streaming, saying, okay, Aaron, you get advantage to that role. Not being like, okay, well, you get a plus one for this and maybe a plus two for that. So we'll say it's a plus three, right? It just makes things easier, um, streamlined. more streamlined. And it's a pretty minor complaint, to be honest, because I mean, let's face it, we're playing a game where you get to be elves and orcs <laughs> and dragons and things. So I mean, you're not looking at realistic there. You're going to hack a dude down with a sword. He takes a critical hit. And he's like, oh, well, that only did a one-eighth of my damage. So I took a blow <laughs> to the head, right? So it's it's pretty minor. And, and for all of the advantages it does have, I think those kind of little nitpicky things that I have about it are pretty irrelevant, to be honest. I mean, I, I also got it, if I don't, don't mind. Uh, Wizards of the Coast bought... Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. And their first kick at the can was fourth edition. No, it was third edition. Was it third? Yeah, third edition went. 
Then what's third edition was it was a was basically a progression from Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, oh, right. and it was it, when when I and I played Advanced D and D for a couple of years. That's how I started D and D. And third edition was amazing so because it was, yeah, it was third. It was amazing because it streamlined everything. Everything made sense. It was a logical step. Then Wizards decided, you know what's popular, and everybody said, what's popular, Wizards? They said MMOs, <laughs> and Wizards then made fourth edition which was literally an MMO on paper. It, it wasn't Dungeons and Dragons. It, if they would have called it something else like D&D Battles or a battle game of some sort, because honestly, for a battle game, if that's all you wanted to do and take the role-playing aspect out of it, it was a good tactical board game is really what it was. But that kind of killed D&D for a while there and allowed uh, Pathfinder, which mm -hmm. was based on the open gaming license. Yeah. And they kind of took over that rule set because everyone still really liked D&D. And they kind of made some improvements on it. So for a long time there, they kind of shot themselves in the foot by, by putting up fourth edition. And then they really redeemed themselves because they came back as a juggernaut with fifth edition now, which they really needed to do because their brand was not doing very well at all with fourth. Well, and and, and you and you can see how well it's been doing. Like you just walk into any like comic book store or hobby shop mm -hmm. and you see the the stacks of fifth edition yeah. Uh, fifth edition, like yeah. you know from the player hand guide to to all the, the various adventures that you can do all the various uh extra books that are out there you could just see and then on the amount of like miniatures you can get for the thing mm -hmm. right just, yeah they, they really improve their miniatures quite a bit they actually have ones you can paint now that are actually a higher quality they, um, they have their pre their pre uh uh what's it called pre-undercoated they have yeah they got the coating yeah. on them, which is yeah. super nice it, it just saves you yeah. that one extra step of you know having exactly yeah. so yeah i i love it i love i love what they've done uh, i like i like D D like the way that it's it is i've, I've only played a few games uh take mm -hmm. the here i've played with them and they're awesome um and yeah it's just great like i i like i like what they've done i typically will play uh for rpgs uh, is the Star Wars RPG? And that's the one oh, yeah. I've been into, um, and that's just because I really like their the dice system that they have in there, um, the the like the narrative dice. But I mean, there are so many awesome RPGs out there, and yes, D D, &D is like the big juggernaut right now at this moment. But I, I encourage anybody out there, um, if you just kind of like D like D and D or that kind of style of game, there's tons of other RPGs out there. You should just Maybe you go check them out because I mean, there's there's so many cool things that there people are doing out there right Cons now. Consult the great Oracle Google. There will be an RPG for you. <laughs> yeah. If there's yeah. something you like in the realm of nerddom, there's an RPG for it. So I, I'm going to ask you guys one more question here, um, just before we kind of uh, do our last little break here. Um, what ha like what has been the 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 thing for you guys? Um, Sorry, I, I kind of lost my question here, but mm -hmm. I want to sort of understand more about um, RPGs for you guys and why it's it's so important for you guys to do the live stream and for you guys to do um, just playing RPGs for you guys. What does that mean for you guys? Well, for me, I've been playing RPGs. I pretty much started introduced to them when I with a game called Hero Quest yes. back in about grade yes. five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I started, and I just I just love 
hey, you know, the fantasy element of having these miniatures and getting to be warriors and wizards and all that kind of fun stuff and beating up monsters. But I think the biggest thing with RPGs is a social aspect of them. You know, it, it's not like playing video games or you're sitting there by yourself. I mean, RPGs, you have to have friends to play with. Oh, yeah, like you know, ritual. yeah, you know, like uh, I used to run games every Friday night after school. Everybody would come over, and, and that was our social time when we get together and play D and D all night. You know, and that is by far the best thing about it is getting to be with your friends and, and doing something. You're not just sitting there watching a movie or playing a video game or something like that. You're, you know, engaging in these adventures, telling these communal stories, and all this kind of fun stuff. How about you? Uh uh eddie how about you what is it what does it mean to you for uh playing dd me uh yeah the biggest thing is just the social aspect you might have noticed i kind of just sit here quietly the entire time <laughs> but yeah i don't really personally play myself very often anymore but it is a good way to just meet up with people face to face because I play a lot of video games and yeah, like even with voice chats, it's just, it's not the same as actually being in a room with people just being able to interact with them and have fun together. Yeah, exactly. Eh? You Aaron? What does Dungeons and Dragons mean to you? Uh, well, I mean, like, I think the big thing is it's uh, it's kind of just always been a part of my life in terms of like some of my best friends. Like I met one of my best friends because of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, his mom's kind of weird. We've lived in this condo and <laughs> she would throw little parties for the kids around the condo. And I happened to be walking around the condo and she was throwing this uh sword fight competition <laughs> and so all these kids had their own they made their own shields and swords and i just happened to be walking by and they're like we're short a player can you get in here i'm like i don't have a sword they're like you can borrow one i'm like okay <laughs> so by the end of it long story short i won the crown i got you know it was great you know but <laughs> she had a son that's a year younger than me and she basically like forced him to be my friend and was like why don't you two play dungeons and dragons i'm like what's dungeons and dragons <laughs> here we are and here i am now <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of always been a part of my life and just kind of one of those little things it's always been like when dungeons and dragons wasn't cool i wasn't scared to be like i play dungeons and dragons and i don't care <laughs> That's amazing. All right. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the events that are happening in the city. And uh, I would just want to hear one more time from you guys. Where can people find you guys on the web? All that fun stuff. Hey, so you can find us on Twitch. We stream for 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Just type in Ray Gun Wizard and it'll take you there. And on our YouTube, Ray Gun Wizard has all of our archived uh, videos. And then Reagan Wizard on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Nice. Awesome. All right, Chelsea. Oh, I get to take it away for our second break of the evening. So as Dan mentioned earlier, we are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which also has several great affiliate podcasts. 
uh, one of which is The Otherwise Show. So The Otherwise Show is created under the auspices of the Ribbon Rouge Foundation. It's a variety podcast dedicated to empowering diverse communities living on Treaty 6 territory by sharing stories of their lived experiences. The team behind Otherwise is made up of artists, activists, youth, and civilly engaged Edmontonians who want to highlight Edmonton's ethnic, linguistic, and cultural diversity and bring about positive social change. Among the hosts are Ahmed Nomadic, Edmonton's Poet Laureate, community builder Karen Tang, and Morenike Olaushebikan, founder of the Ribbon Rouge Foundation. If you'd like to learn more or to subscribe to the podcast, you can check them out at theotherwiseshow.com. Awesome. Uh, okay, so we have a few events that are happening in the city here uh, that I'd like to talk about. Uh, and one of them, oh my goodness. So by the time this actually launches, uh, this this event will have passed, but I wanna, I wanna make mention of it. Keyforge, I don't know if, have you guys heard of this Keyforge? <clears throat> so Keyforge- tell us, tell us all about it, Dan. Keyforge is a, a new, like, uh, like it's a, I would like to say collectible card game, but it's not, it's, it's like a, you. it's a collectible deck game. Like you, the deck, each deck is, is unique. Ooh. Um, and this is coming up from Fantasy Flight and I just, I'm super excited about it. So there's a bunch of launch events that are happening. Um, one's happening over at After Game. So I'm just saying on November 15th, if you guys are interested in, in you know, kind of Magic the Gathering, all that kind of fun stuff, I think that this game is going to be the next big one. So I'm like makes good games. I, I want to go get this. I'm, I'm as soon as it's released, I'm, I'm heading down to go and, and pick up a deck <laughs> <laughs> or a few. Uh, on November 16th uh, to the 18th, we have DPX, uh, which is happening, uh, which is this weekend. And once again, this when this episode airs, you guys will have missed it. Uh, but I love to talk about this because this is a direct play expo. Um, and this is it's just going to be a lot of fun, uh, you know, weekend of gaming. Uh, and this is happening at 8426 Gateway Boulevard. Um, and you guys can get tickets at redkeycard.com. Uh, and, or just, you know, go on Facebook, look up DPX or, or, um, I think they have a website and I don't know what the website is right now. I'll find it later. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, Kefcon is also happening on November 23rd at the Queen Mary Park Community League. And this is happening November 23rd to 25th. Uh, if you like board gaming, it's going to be a good time. So that is happening uh and this is a three-day board game event which you know if you like board games this is a place to go uh and we have on november 24th um extra life is having their after party and this is happening at extra life edmonton there's no real address here hudson's canada's pub at west edmonton mall uh you got an RSVP for this. Look on Facebook uh, and look at at, at uh, Extra Life Edmonton's uh, page, and they have it underneath their events there. Moving along to December fifth, uh, we have Ed the Sock War on Stupid Tour. Uh, if you like Ed the Sock, which who doesn't like Ed the Sock? Uh, 
<laughs> this is happening at the Union Hall. Uh, go check that out December 5th at the Union Hall. It's going to be fun. All right. Can, can I just sidebar for yeah. a second? I just have to say that I love every time you talk about the end. The sock, the event. You, you use the same phrase. Who doesn't love Ed the sock? I, I I have not had a chance. But you use it because it's so true. But it makes me giggle every time because you say the same. Nobody thing. has challenged me on this, so I I keep saying it. That's why. <laughs> nope. Nobody said no. I don't like Ed the sock. So there you go. That's and on that note, that is it. So. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thanks for having us. One more time. Where can people find you? All right. So you can find us uh, at Twitch. We stream at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's under Ray Gun Wizard. And on YouTube, type in Ray Gun Wizard to see all of our archives and social media, Ray Gun Wizard. Awesome. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode of the Nerdcast um where can people find us dan if yeah. they want to like see the event calendar or double check some of those great things you were talking about yeah uh you guys can find us over uh at our very own website northernnerdnetwork.com um and you just threw me off because i had up. um i want to thank everyone who listens to the show and sh if you can uh, we asked for everyone to share it on social media. The Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV, and is produced by myself, along with Chelsea Thompson and Trina Chessel. Uh, you can find more information about the Northern Nerd Network by checking us out on our Twitter at Northern underscore nerd, on Facebook.com slash Northern Nerd, on the YouTube channel, uh, Northern Nerd Network, and on our very own website, northernnerdnetwork.com. That's all the time we have, and I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Nerdcast, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye! Bye! Bye. Have a <laughs> 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 <laughs>